Welcome to Side Boob Cinema, your podcast within a podcast. My name is Ricky Orpike, and I am joined once again by AJ and Jonathan Astro. Hey there, people. <laughs> AJ. I really liked it. You went in strong. It was good. Yeah, I think we've got it. <laughs> you think, imagine if that was my, imagine if that was my intro every time. Hey there. <laughs> Well, it was very, it was not offensive. But yeah. never natural, you know. Oh, like I, well, I, 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 just, I want people to think that, you know, I'm, I'm just like a, I'm, I'm a hep cat, you know. Like, <laughs> that's who I am. Uh, shit. So what, what are we doing today? Okay, 1992, that's when it happened. Poison Ivy, okay. Uh, directed by Cat Shea. Uh, this stars Drew Barrymore. I saw this when it was a new release. Wow! At the video store, I saw it. Yeah, when it was a new release at the video store as well. Yeah. Oh, AJ, this wasn't high on your. This list. is gonna get weird. I was seven, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think I'm watching this. Um, yeah, this is gonna get really gross. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, that's, that's what that's what we're here for. People want. They, this is why they're listening. Okay. Well, it's true. I mean, not specifically that, but you know. I feel like, yeah, look, this hit me at a very formative time That's in my what life. I mean. <laughs> this, no, but I feel like these sorts of movies, uh, they do loom large. Like like the the very word, the poster, mm. just is burned into my brain. I don't know if you, you, you see the same image. Like there, there's a couple, there's two different ones, but one of the ones is just that grey image with her blonde hair, the grey and the blonde, mm. you know, in and the red writing. Uh just is burned into my brain. Mm. Uh, so the 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 scene where they fuck on the hood of the car. Yeah, that, that was tattooed. Hey, <laughs> what's that? Don't spoil it. So you're saying, saying they, fuck. They, fuck. <laughs> they just you know this is an erotic thriller. You're just telling me they fuck. Oh Jesus! All right. Well, <laughs> who is they? That's a good point. A good question. certain grade point average i'm slipping in biology my name's sylvie cooper like most 15 year olds what sylvie cooper wanted more than anything else was a best friend everybody hates me oh well, everybody hates me too do you want to come over someone to talk to wow this is great someone to understand her oh ivy this is my mom georgie till death someone like ivy nice and cool in here um i miss my ride no dad she's my best friend but ivy didn't just want a friend ivy wanted more i hope that when i die i'll have owned a sports car had a family a home and she'd do anything to get it hello mr cooper care for anything Now. We can all 
be a family. Sylvie Cooper, played by uh, Roseanne's uh, Sarah Gilbert. I've forgotten her name for a second there. Uh, Sylvie Cooper is a put-upon rich girl who becomes infatuated with a blonde seductress named Ivy, played by Drew Barrymore. Uh, well, this is after watching her sort of work a rope swing with abandon at a local hangout. Um, but, you know, we really meet her properly when she, this Ivy, commits a swift mercy killing of a dog that's been hit by a car. So, you know, you've heard of Save the Cat and um, that's, not, that's not what she does. So the girls become fast friends with Ivy pretty much moving in with Sylvie and her parents, Daryl and Georgie. Uh, Daryl is Tom Skerritt and Georgie is Cheryl Ladd. So Daryl is a controversial TV TV anchor who's having a kind of a midlife crisis, and his wife Georgie is the once uh, vibrant woman who is now dying of emphysema, and uh, she's not going quietly. You know, it's rough to go at thirty eight, uh, but she, you know, she's really making a federal case out of it. You know, so I'm just, I just felt that she was really busting her husband and daughter's balls twenty four seven. But that's yeah. anyway, we'll get into that. So anyway, Ivy uh, uh, endears herself to everyone, uh, helping Georgie, that's the wife, with her oxygen tank. It's nice of her. And also doing uh, her best to give Daryl a big fat wood every minute of his life. Yeah. I said it. All right, that's what he's you doing. Did. She's trying to make him crack a fat every second he lives on this planet. Okay, more more anon. Uh, Daryl's neck is on the chopping block at work, and so he decides to throw a swanky party for brownie points. And Sylvie, uh, his daughter, helps also on the side, helps kids in need uh, from the inner city. And uh, when the organizer of this program calls, uh, Ivy picks up, and knowing full well that Sylvie is meant to help her dad at his party, upcoming party, Ivy tells the organizers that Sylvie will be available to help the inner city kids uh, on the day of the party, which, as I've explained to you, she's not available, AJ. So this was this was purposeful, okay? <laughs> and early too. This is early. It was early. Really mm-hmm. early. Anyway, Ivy rolls up at the party wearing one of Georgie's sparkling numbers and uh, we know she's got designs on Daryl. Uh, and after the soiree, she and Daryl do what dads and their daughter's teen friends do. <laughs> Have a little slow dance when no one's looking. Um, and unfortunately, someone was looking and that's Daryl's wife, Georgie. Uh, she storms off and Ivy apologizes and smooths things over and says that, you know, she's merely comforting the stressed out Daryl. And uh, she offers Georgie a little bit of champagne uh, laced with some sleeping pills. And Georgie falls asleep immediately, like straight away, <laughs> straight away. Okay. That's how it works in these things. You, hey, you drink the thing and then you're out. Anyway. Uh, Ivy then begins to ambiguously, ambiguously canoodle with Daryl. It's hard to tell what's going on, okay? But uh, I think I know what's going on. You do? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like it's what you'd call a blue ball special. But mm. that's what I think is probably going on. Um, Ivy continues her project of uh, absorbing Georgie's identity through her clothes and her car. Uh, and uh, Sylvie, the daughter, has had enough and confronts Ivy, the final insult, insult being when the family dog goes to Ivy when called, which we know is because of the dog treats she has in her pocket. Okay, mm. So that's the, 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 the uh, deception runs deep. So Daryl picks up Ivy from school, and as, as Ricky told you at the beginning, he takes her into the woods for a good porking. <laughs> that, that's how it happened. Uh Next day is uh, uh, Georgie's birthday and uh, Sylvie has made her some original music, uh, which she listens to on a cassette player. 
alone uh, with Georgie, Ivy seizes her moment and shoves the woman off the balcony to her death. Georgie often threatens suicide, so Ivy's in the clear, really. Sylvie and Ivy go joyriding in uh, Georgie's red sports car, which they crash. Uh, Ivy places Sylvie in the driver's seat and flees the scene. Friends for life. Uh, <laughs> Sylvie escapes uh, hospital, uh, if I'm correct, and when she makes it back to her home in a downpour, torrential downpour, she sees her father, uh, I don't know how to put this, taking Ivy from behind. <laughs> <laughs> Take, taking her from behind um which i don't think people say enough now taking yeah. from behind. <laughs> anyway <laughs> sylvie escapes into the rain and daryl pursues her uh ivy tries to get in her way in sorry in the way and daryl spies the bruising on her chest uh which he surmises is from the car crash you know you know implying that uh ivy was actually driving because he didn't see it before AJ, because he was entering her from behind. That's true. Not, not the front. Not from, the, not from the front. Just from behind. So, <laughs> anyway, don't get caught on that. Oh, Ivy then goes for it. Okay, she puts it. She's going for it. She puts on the tape with Sylvie's music. She's wearing her mother's uh, gown. George, that's Georgie's gown. Uh, Sylvie even hallucinates and believes that this is her mother until Ivy French kisses her. Which, you know what? It's just that's just terrible. You know what? I, I hate that. You know what I hate, Ricky? <laughs> what do you Ricky, hate? Ricky, I hate two two girls French kissing. Really? You hate it. You hate it. No, I, I like it a lot. So moving on, <laughs> Sylvie's uh, had a guts full and pushes Ivy off the balcony. Uh, Sylvie's lost a friend. Daryl's lost a piece. And some of you lost 90 minutes. That's life. <laughs> That's life, folks. All right. Yes. Poison Ivy. Wow. <laughs> oh, so you're not a fan, AJ. Um, I'm a r- big fan of this genre. Yep. Not a big fan of this movie. Oh, okay. Well, this film really hinges on whether you believe Drew Barrymore as Ivy, right? Mm-hmm. That and I, I don't know if I'm totally convinced that I am. D- do you guys believe her in this role? I had one of those experiences where I mean, AJ's probably bet, best to talk about it because she's got a fresh. Mm. Give me your fresh uh, ideas, AJ. No, they were wooden, both of them. It's <laughs> <laughs> terrible, terrible well, writing. Come on, Gilbert's. She's oh. is she good? No. I mean, I like we love. I love Roseanne. I mean, so, yeah, I love her as Darlene. But but uh, as a, in cinema, is she mm. a cinematic actress? No. I mean, come on, for goodness sakes. Like that, it was, she's, yeah, anyway, but, but, but Drew, um, I, I just was hoodwinked. Like, you know, obviously it, what, what, it took me a long time to realize that kids have no fucking idea about anything. And, um, I saw this and, you know, you're so overwhelmed by, by the imagery and the music and just everything that you do. They just have no, uh, concept of 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 acting or story or, or performance or and the you know her performance was really strange because i love her aesthetic and we'll get onto that a bit later oh, perhaps yeah. Mm, yeah but but her performance i just was struck by a few things i was like well it never really occurred to me but you know there's a for whatever reason she drew does not exude an intelligence but we don't see an intelligence behind her eyes now i'm not saying she's a dummy uh, she's probably very smart. I'm just saying that on screen, like we don't have her playing the same roles that you know Jessica Chastain plays. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, like there's a we we don't see Drew um, 
you know, as the DA or or in the FBI or something. Mm. She's or meant to be extremely cunning in this movie. Yes. Uh, yeah. But that's not. the problem, isn't it? Yeah. I, I also thought that I don't think she went sinister enough towards the end. You yeah. Know? I, I wanted her to go full mummy dearest, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Or full, like, yeah, I love single white female and hand her oh, up the cradle. Yes. Yeah, so I, I was expecting, and even fatal attraction, I was expecting her to come in hard. Mm. And it was weak. Those are you've 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 said it. So Jennifer Jason Lee, <laughs> amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Glenn Close, terrifying. You know, and and De Mornay as well. Given yeah. it. So right. it's something delicious. And uh, I don't know. Like, I mean, that's an interesting. It's an interesting genre, isn't it? Like this. I feel like this. Now I don't know, AJ. You can tell me, but I feel like these types of stories are written from the uh, a simple emotion. It's kind of like chicks. Not wanting other chicks to wear their stuff. <laughs> you know That's I mean? all it is. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I had sisters, and they really—I tell you what—they hated the other one wearing their shit. Yeah. <laughs> they were—they were like, "Is that my top?" And they're like, oh. <laughs> "No, no, no! I bought this one. When? When? Well, that's mine. Take it off. Take it off now. Like right now. Take it off right now." And it's like, "No, fuck off." So uh, it's a it's a it's a troubling thing. Well, I I learned I learned two new genre names uh, out of watching and, and researching this film. Uh, I read that this movie helped spawn a genre of lethal lolita or slut exploitation. Oh, excellent! Love it. So that's where a young woman uses her sexuality as a weapon to destroy a family. Slut exploitation, but I, I couldn't find much more information about that term. Um, I think someone just invented it and put it on Wikipedia. Do you really need a, a de- more of a definition than <laughs> what's in the title, or not really? But but I you know I, I expected to <laughs> do some let my you know get my Google on and find someone out there who's done a rubbish master's or PhD degree yes. on uh, on slut exploitation as a genre. You know. Yes. Well, it may have spawned its own genre, uh, and I think it's tried to populate the entire genre with with only Poison Ivy movies because <laughs> yeah. there's three sequels, right? There's there's um, Poison Ivy two Lily. Poison Ivy 3, The New Seduction. Poison Ivy 4, The Secret Society. So (laughs) Poison Ivy is an erotic thriller film series that consists of four films. The first three films in the series deal with the implications of an emotionally neglected, sexually assertive young woman's fascination with her best friend's father. (laughs) And when you put it like that, and how her desire for him affects multiple individuals who fall under her influence. The fourth film in the series is only thematically linked to the first three, dealing with a secret society of young women dedicated to obtaining control over powerful men through seduction. Okay. That sounds sounds good. It does sound good. So, um, do you know, I even saw the second one because I've always had hot pants for Alyssa Milano. Oh, is she the second chick? Yes. Right. Like, did you know that, AJ? She's like been my crush my whole life. Oh no, I didn't. Like you saw who's the boss? I was in on the ground floor. Oh, like, ground floor. A ground floor. Like like followed her the whole time. I watched everything she was ever in. D- Double Dragon. Charmed. This doesn't Charmed. matter. Fear. She's in fear. Charmed. Yeah, Charmed. Yeah, got in. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was with a, uh, a a girlfriend who was into Charmed, and I was like, oh, I hate Charmed, and then I I I, I watched it constantly <laughs> because like I had to, you know. So actually, I like all the chicks in Charmed. They're all, I think they're all a bit hot. <laughs> Even Holly Marie Coombs, I'm into her too. I like, I just like, 
I just like boring middle American women. What can I say as well? <laughs> but no, but listen, Milano, it's a shame that I, we'll move on from her in a second. But I just want to say that it is a shame because she she lost her brain got broken last year. Oh, in 2020, sorry. Oh. Yeah, she's one. Did have you not be oh lucky for you, Ricky, because you're not you weren't on, on TikTok or anything at that time. And uh she went all in on like you know everything like she was full democratic party cuck right, and like yeah. and was like full she, trump she, derangement syndrome yeah 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 and she was saying defund she was saying defund, oh, defund really? the police and then um comically she got broken into and was like tried to call the police like and was yeah bit, <laughs> yes. remember this yeah. so anyway we're off the beaten track yeah so <laughs> pull it back pull it back to, what do you uh, what do you think of the voiceover terrible yeah <laughs> particularly the end now the, the voiceover at the end i mean the ending seems tacked on and in fact it is because um uh sarah gilbert was called back uh after shooting and finished to do like the very last voiceover after ivy had fallen to her death i still think about her i guess I still love her she might have been even more alone than i was I miss her. That line, it's so strange. I still think about her. I guess I still love her. She might have been even more alone than I was. Yeah. Uh, that line was actually thought up on the spot. Yeah, look, I mean, say what you want. It's just delivered um, terribly. Mm. Uh, it's delivered <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know, like it, like it's a, yeah, just a, a training video or something. And um, it's probably one take. Yeah, monotone. Like what she's saying is dumb. How she's saying it is bad or, yeah. or in, in, an incorrect reading. And um, I'm sorry if your movie has narration only in the first two minutes and the last thirty seconds, <laughs> you've made a bad movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you've won. You've won a trophy of being making a bad movie <laughs> because why, because why why what what are you doing? Is it a voiceover movie or is it not? Mm, yeah, you know. Yeah. Why does Sarah sometimes look like Weird Al in some of the scenes? Well, there were there so were three true. three different drafts of the script and four different endings. And Fucking hell! So this a, a, movie had four different endings. Had four different endings, yeah. And a, according to the director, uh, the original ending that they shot had Ivy getting away with her crimes and hitchhiking. Yeah, uh, but. But but New Line, the, the the film company, insisted that Ivy be punished and made them shoot a new ending where Ivy dies. Well, the history would say that that's bad because they ended up making a bunch more and they well, yeah. just had the same character. Yeah. Because, mm. yeah. I mean, the second one's called Poison Ivy 2 Lily. Mm. And you just Fuck go, oh, Lily. What's the, that's just, just the new a, one. She says she's, it says she's a sheltered <laughs> art student from Michigan. Oh. She finds an apartment and soon notices that her roommate, anyway, goes on. She's a, she's a, she's a whore too. And, and don't they all have like uh, flower names? You got like Ivy, oh. Lily, and the next oh, one, yeah. I think. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that's, that's, you know, that bears, that, that's probably true. <laughs> and the third one's Violet. <laughs> oh yeah there you go yeah yeah there, there are there is some great imagery in this movie though like there's She's visually it looks great and and it sounds great too and it draws a lot from hitchcock and and other femme fatale and 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 film noir stuff i think that lingers with you after the the viewing you know well should 
we just knock off Drew first. Yeah. You, you said she was breathtaking. So she's stunning. Yeah. Yep. Is this peak? Is this peak, Drew? Like in terms of her mm. look, like I'm not talking about her because she's got other roles that are dear to us, like the wedding singer and scream. And yeah, whatnot. I think but, so. But in terms of just just so. aesthetic, like when yeah. I when I picture her in my mind, uh, if I don't picture the very beginning of Scream, which is an older, a slightly older, I this is like just an absolute uh, ideal of of a kind of unhinged feminine beauty. Mm. And yeah. I really like the light hair, the dark eyebrows. The yes. red lips. Yeah, mm. she's she's amazing. She looks yeah. incredible. That hair is just like something else. Mm. You know? It's a it's a character. Yeah. yeah. And she, she always had red lips too. Yeah. How old was she in ninety two? How old is she now? I don't know. She, she looks pretty old. Uh she is forty seven. Oh. Do quick maths. In my notes I had Astro would have had the biggest heart on for this bish. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. Like, you know, she was just a, yeah. You, but but it's so funny because she's like, yeah, I don't know. She just, she represents a kind of like, I don't know, in this particular movie, like in a, that, that kind of um, dangerous LA groupie shit. Yeah. You know, like cherry pie. <laughs> <laughs> At the start, she kind of looked like Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> 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 so Ricky, how old was she? Was she? Uh, nineteen. Yeah, okay. that's hot. Yeah. Well, no, she just looks like like yeah. I mean, you know, you've all got your moment, and I think this was it. Yeah. You know, like she's just like something else. Like it, it's uh yeah, it's extra mm. an extraordinary beauty. Yeah. I know, and I I know you're not meant to say that anymore. I know you meant to say that. Um, I don't know. I don't know what you meant to say. It's disgusting, or it's patriarchy. And then if she said I'm trans, you'd say, oh, you're gorgeous. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what the rules are. You know, I'm, I'm confused. Uh, well, this film was a box office flop, but it did well on home video. I feel like a lot of these sorts of movies of the early '90s were like that. Like they didn't do well uh, at the box office, but did really well. Ace Ventura uh, at, at VHS, VHS. Yeah, stuff like um, awesome. Pounds. I know. Yeah, Willow was another one. Mm. Like Willow did really, really good, uh, and The Princess Bride as well. Really? Yeah, it was not did did not do well at the box office. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah, no, that was that was popular. Mm. But um, AJ, maybe you can you can verify this or not. I, I swear to God, every chick I've ever known has a friend has had a friend like this. Um, like all my girlfriends have told me about some unhinged chick they were friends with who just fucked everyone and was really just a loose unit. Um, I was trying to think of people and then I thought maybe I, I'm that friend. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if you don't know anyone, if you don't know anyone in your it's past you. that was like that, it's you. <laughs> I'll pay it. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's good. But I always hear these stories, you know, they're always like, and it would, and they'd be, then they'd be line ball calls as well. Well, not even line, they'd be terrible. They'd be like, it would be like sort of, there'd be sort of dads and teachers involved in some of these mad stories, like, like, like they were sort of, you know, it was all, it was on for young and old. Mm. It was up for grabs. Yeah. It was up for grabs. <laughs> up for grabs. <laughs> uh... Groucho said he wouldn't belong to any club that would have him as a member. I know what he meant, but with Ivy, it was different. Her acceptance didn't make me think less of her. It made me think more of me. First, we just wandered around, shopped. We developed an unspoken division of labor. She bought, I paid. 
Uh, I got my first skin-tight red leather miniskirt. Of course, it wasn't for me. Over the next couple of weeks, Ivy sort of moved in. No one seemed to mind. I, I guess my parents just got used to having her around. Ivy's aunt was in heaven. She kept the money, we kept Ivy. So should, should Cooper and her family have seen through Ivy? Because she's an epic moocher in this film. <laughs> yes. Epic moocher. Like, like the shopping, that they, they go shopping and, and Cooper always pays and she's just mm. like buying whatever clothes she wants, you know, $150 shoes, the whole bit, you know. But if your kid had never had a friend before, mm. would you let it slide? Because they're old. Yeah. So maybe you'd just be like, oh. And they're rich and they don't really know what's going on with Coops. Actually, the fact that that's the big thing is that they're rich. Like, that. remember, um, one of my sisters did go to a, like a rich person's school and I must say the encounters that I had with, like, it was weird. She's out of the blue. She went to a rich school and we just, I just, I actually, my mum asked me if I wanted to go to a private school and I said, no, I, I'd get bullied. And I was right. <laughs> so uh, I did. Yeah, I went to just a, a, a public school, and um, and here we are. But anyway, so the so the the rich people that she would, it was a whole different lifestyle. The level of um, sort of uh, agency that the that the kids had, and 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 the level of the lack of supervision was mm. extraordinary. Yeah. And um, like their the one of her boyfriends was was uh, like a rich rich guy, and. Yeah, he was like something out of a British novel. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. like um it, so I feel like these these rich people like that actually now that you mention it does does uh make sense to me. I'm like, "Oh, okay, yeah, they got no fucking idea." It's a different world. They don't Complete pump it up though. Different world. No. No. They should though. They should they should just sort of maybe you know, maybe we're we're too Maybe I don't know. They, they, something's missing. They haven't connected it well enough. Mm. Maybe, but mind you, the mum is—I mean, she's dying. But at the same time, she is. She's a she's a rich uh, drama queen dying. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was so confusing. Yeah, that wasn't strong. No, was strange. You think they should have fleshed? <laughs> they, you think they should have fleshed that out a little bit more? Yeah. Well, kind of nothing happens, and then everything happens. Well, mm. the, I think that's why this movie was a Sundance favorite because it's sort of inches away from being pretty good mm. you know what i mean like like they, and i feel because there is something the, the, the clues you get are that there's a scene with daryl who uh, tom scarrett in the elevator and he he says something pretty profound he says something like uh you know all i um all i have like i can't start again and you know mm. do i do i look old he's looking in the mirror and i feel like mm. that, that's the real sundance stuff like he's mm. sort of having a a real crisis and because it's not it's not just that he's um a pussy and <laughs> who can't stop stop he's he's having a total crisis yes mm. you know and and i think that that it's that and maybe they've tried to with the mum you know they've tried to make it a little bit dreamy and there's this uh, with her and, and and so they're inches away from it being pretty good but then they just tip their hand with these sequels like mm. lily and violet then they're just like nah fuck it it's about the pussy she promised she'd never leave me now she can barely breathe enough to say i love you why am i without her 
Yeah, I think I agree there. I think he, the father, is is what could have made this movie much better if they fleshed his crisis out mm. a lot more. You know, and 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 that that Ivy takes it really takes advantage of that. You know, that would have been much stronger. I just like Tom mm. Skerritt too much. I just don't. I don't feel like he's he's into it the way he should be. Like, no. You know what I mean? Like, I don't get yeah. that sense. Like, I don't know who who would play it in a way that that would give me what I want. I mean, in the way, not in the way. Well, maybe it just needs Michael Douglas is up for it. That's exactly yes. right. Yeah, isn't he? So yes. that's the difference. If it's Michael Douglas, whereas Tom Skerritt is the picket fences guy, and yeah. he's he's a nice dad, and like I was, you know, he's Vi- oh, isn't he? Is he Viper? Is that who he is in Top Gun? He's one of them. Mm. Anyway, so. Uh, yeah, I just feel like he's not he's not that into it, and and it could be someone with a dirtier edge. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and speaking of dirty, what do you guys think about going down on an underage girl while your terminally ill wife mm. is asleep on the bed? What's Game of Thrones? Is is that wrong or is that hot? It's problematic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what about the glass? The glass to start it off with. When yeah. she's walking on the glass. Yeah, that's weird. Well, <laughs> no, but it's those scenes uh, that that's actually, now that you mention it, probably, you know, in terms of what it's doing and, and is probably the best scene in the movie, really. They're, seriously. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. When they're and the impact, the impact it mm. makes too. But when, when they're fucking out in the woods, what's the difference? Like, you know, if, if, you, if you nail a seductress out in the woods, does anyone... He spooge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know if that's the yeah, same. Yeah, did you spooge? If no one, yeah, did. yeah. Did, did it happen? Did it happen? No, yeah. no face, no case. Yeah. <laughs> Any, anyway, I don't. I know where I was going with that. But uh, but, but 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 the other scene uh, is just you know that that's cinema mm. and transgressive cinema, and we can get onto that a bit yeah. later. But but that is the sort of stuff that um, we need more of. Frankly, it's like, it's um, the weird chubby. Mm. <laughs> well, I guess it's movie. a full chubby. It's it's the weird chubby though because it's like it's it's hot, but I shouldn't be getting a chubby. Like it's no. disgusting, oh, but it's hot. But a weird chubby would be that you're getting it up over um, Sarah Gilbert looking like weird out. Weird out. <laughs> <laughs> That's the weird chubby. <laughs> no, whereas whereas AJ is suggesting that the word weird in this in this instance is being used as a cover That's to right. hide a, an actual chubby. <laughs> <That's exactly right. laughs> like a legitimate chubby where you just go, there's no ambiguity. Like I looked at I looked at this titillating thing that I like and then my, my pecker liked it too. And this is what happened. And I think this movie is interesting because it's strange to model yourself on somebody's wife, um, like in single white female or whatever, like uh, the hand that rocks the cradle. It's weird that she wants to look like her, but because he has lost his wife because you love, like he loved his wife and they Mm. used to have a good time. Mm. So that's where it's more emotionally involved. Because yeah. a couple of things they're very interesting. So she we, weirdly, this sixteen-year-old girl, seventeen-year-old girl wants to be a thirty-eight-year-old woman. Definitely, yeah. fifteen. She's she's in the show in the movie. She's fifteen. Well, oh. where's that said? Who says that? Oh, uh, in the trailer. Fifteen. Right. Right. Yeah, well, you yeah. can say weird chubby then. I'll okay. let you say weird chubby. So, <laughs> but then, the, then the, yeah, just you know, just watch yourself, right? No, so so, and then Jail second, and then, second, and then secondly. <laughs> But does she want to be the wife 
like is it this sort of i want to be a dying uh wife like i want to be or do I, does she want to be his wife alive and vibrant or does she want to be the dying wife well i think but that i think that that's why she gets him is because it's taking him to a different time maybe oh. otherwise that's weird right or, or, may, or maybe she like someone or maybe she wants to be the mother of cooper well, that's interesting mm. and a, and a stretch because because Drew's performance is fairly one note. Yeah. Okay. Like you, we have to do all this work. We've actually created a better version of this movie, mm. and so what it requires is someone who looks like Drew Barrymore, but has the gravitas of Glenn Close. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you know, I mean, that is that that is a very low percentage. You mm. know what I mean of people yeah. in the world. So. I mean, yeah, what do you do? But that's very interesting. Yeah, wanting to be someone's the mother of 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 Cooper. And then but then it's all mixed up because we've got this this got this uh, lesbianic uh, mm. uh thing going through it. Not needed. Well <laughs> Well, you know, a little something for the fellas. <laughs> well, no, just... or do it better. Oh, do like, it better. Yeah. 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 So no, but no, you're right, it's it, but she said like I love you. And actually you can tell that this is the unrated version because like whenever the quality would shift um in the in the picture, I was like, oh, okay, these are these are these are the added in scenes. So this is yeah, three, I noticed that. Yeah, yeah, three or four times clearly. This is this is like the unrated version, obviously. So uh those ones really start. I knew something hot was coming whenever yeah. whenever the quality changed. I went, ah oh, yes, mm. here we go. Here mm. we go. The other thing we're overlooking is the fact that she has like a rubbish family and she just wants to have a family, you know. Who is Ivy's family? Deadbeats. But is anything she says true? Is it is she well, like, well yeah. that's the who thing, knows. yeah, who knows? Yeah. yeah. She's like the Joker. None of it's mm. true. Mm. Yeah, who you knows? Know? Yeah. So I got like I got a topic for us to to delve into a little bit. So Can I ask some random questions? Oh, first? please do. Please. Okay. So uh, all I was thinking about in the rain scene when they were on the car or that when the roof was open was wouldn't the electronics get wet good good point okay yeah, yeah. Good point. so so you say it was irresponsible <laughs> is that what you yeah. <laughs> put, the, put the cover on that's, that's all i started thinking put the, yeah. cu- put the cover on um yeah. and i'm not talking about you johnny i'm talking about, <laughs> well, talking you probably about should, though. put that on too but I'm, I'm just talking about the just don't just don't get the leather wet and, yeah. and the, you know and the electronics like don't no. ruin it to car what do you think about people dancing for you? Who does this? Like she dances a little bit for him, and oh, it cringes like at the, me at out. the end of the party. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is it sexy? Oh, oh it's yeah, it is. But is it? <laughs> no, or is no, it? Because I, I, I cringe at the thought of, of having to dance sexily yeah. for someone. <laughs> but but three years later, she did the same thing on the desk on the at the David Letterman show, and she flashed her tits. That's true. She did do that. Yeah. She was probably fucked up. Just having a look here. Oh, it's, um, it's, yeah, I don't know. It's a weird sh- angle. We're just seeing a big mm. close up of her. Um, but I just mean in general thoughts no, on dancing. Well, if they, you know, I'll tell you what, uh, if it's Jamie Lee Curtis in True Lies, okay, yeah, dance all you like. <laughs> <laughs> but if it's, but if it's a routine, then yeah. no. No, no, don't do that. Mm. No, look, you just got to read the room, and I just yeah. I don't well, know. I think I mean, you've just got to be confident. Yeah, I think it's at a confidence thing. 
Yeah, you've either got it, you've, you've either got it, or you don't. I, I think it was more of like she was. It was. It was late. She'd had you know a, a bit to drink, and she's just a bit fucked up. Like, oh yes, that what you would tell the judge. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I swear, Judge. I, I, I swear, she was she was thirty two. <laughs> and wouldn't you? That this is why I feel that he is fucked up about his wife. Because wouldn't you want the opposite to your wife if you were having an affair? Mm, definitely, definitely. Because aren't you escaping from mm. something? AJ asked two married men. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, no, but I think you're right. Like, I think they, they've just gone for a different reading. They've gone for no, uh, well, no, no. Okay, here's the problem. She needed to be more different at the very beginning and then change her That's hair. That's right. She needed to yes. do the Jennifer Jason Lee. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we could have the scene where you can go, oh, my God, there she, she's dressed like me. You know, like that's, yeah. uh, we could have mm. done that. So yeah. they didn't do that. And did we know her name? No, you never know it. Right. Well, maybe. I'll, I'll, look, I think the mystery stuff is now that I think about it, I quite like that. Like mm, you know, yeah, I, yeah. you know, because at least it's integrity. Mm. You know, that's that you go. No, it doesn't. They're saying it doesn't matter. Yeah. You know? yeah. Imagine if they revealed it at the very end in the voiceover. <laughs> name is Allison, and you go, <laughs> and you go, what? I never so know. Shit. No, she just says she just goes like, ah. Oh, I was really sad that day Allison died. And then you go, <laughs> who the fuck's that? Yeah. The fucking what? <laughs> no, at least call her the made up name that you gave her. <laughs> when, when she, when she was, you know, squeezing her tits together for your dad. Like, you know, come on. And did you like the shot of her tits before they have the accident? Yes. Mm. What do you mean and when then- the, when the, when the steering wheel hits them? Yes. And I was, I was like, yeah. this is functional and titillating. <laughs> yeah. The, the best kind of filmmaking. But it, was, it wasn't as good as Hitchcock would have done it. Uh, no, I think it, just different. Just different, yeah. to different, the way, yeah. the, different to the way Hitch would have done it, I think. Well, one scene I really enjoyed was the tattoo parlor scene. The guy um, was a creep. That hey, guy hey. was an oh, epic sorry. creep. There's like two guys in this movie. Sorry. <laughs> you guys watch your step. All right. You've been warned. Continue. Oh. <laughs> cut it. Cut it. Cut it. <laughs> no, but Aren't the scene we going to talk about the scene? Yeah. The scene was great. Well, you know, well, I feel like we've got a lot to say about it later. Why don't we talk okay. about it later? All right. Shelve that. Shelve that. Any more questions, AJ? They're all good um, ones, by the way. Nah. Would you be surprised to learn that Drew Barrymore failed to attend uh, her first audition for this film and her second audition? Wow, and she you know you've got the role, eh? <laughs> yeah. Still get it. <laughs> then, then I yeah, know, I know. Then the director called her agent, right? And the agent pleaded with the director to give Drew another chance, and she ended up auditioning at the director's house. And but the director wanted her. From the start, anyway. So yeah. it was like you do these things, and look, you know, mm. if the and ultimately, I know you shouldn't say this, but you have to, to a certain degree, you have to pick the film over. The experience could be terrible, you know, like mm. but it doesn't matter. Like the camera doesn't care about your feelings, and um, you know, it's one of the greatest pairings in in all of 
cinema is William Wyler and uh, Betty Davis. They fucking hated each other. They worked. Mm. They worked. All their movies are like masterpieces, and uh, this happens consistently. So. I don't care if you were friends and I don't care if she was a bitch and I don't care if she never showed up. You know what? As much as I love the Christian Bale. Uh, rant. Rant. It's one of the greatest pieces of cinema we have really. Mm. What the fuck are you doing? So like, I love I'm it. I'm going to watch that after this. Oh, it's just look, I want to do a full breakdown one day. Every little bit in it because it's too much good stuff. But anyway, as much as I, I think that, you know, it's bang out of water. I don't care. Like, just you know, just make give me as long if you make the Dark Knight, it doesn't matter. But if you make Terminator Salvation, it does matter. <laughs> like if you make Terminator Salvation and you blow up at the crew, I'm like, okay, all right, I you know that's bang, you're bang out of order. That's terrible. But if you but if it's a wicked movie, I go, oh well, you know, all's fair in love and war, right? <laughs> so yeah, good on you, Drew. I did have one more question actually. When she's wearing the wife's dress for the first time. No, no, no. At the start, the sparkly dress, uh, the sparkly dress. Okay. was she wearing her stockings? Cause that's kind of gross. Oh, I'm, well, not, I'm not sharing stockings. I know, but like we're piggish men. So we're, we're, you don't we're, care. we're into it. We're like, yeah. we're, we think it's even oh, better. It's hot, but they, like, yeah. Yeah. I can understand why you don't want to do it, but I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I hope that it was the mums. Yeah, well, Aww. she she's a pretty loose loose unit, so she probably did. Though definitely, I'm just looking at these garters. But yeah. I tell you what, like you know, garters are this other sort of thing that um, I don't know. They, they maybe they get they, they've been sort of shunned as being basic, and and they sort of are a bit garish and a bit Las Vegas and whatever all that stuff. And then you sort of once you every now and then you forget all that context, and you just see them for what they are, and you go, man, they're hot, eh? Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you see them, like you see them just as they're meant to be, and you go, "No, they're proper garters, black black garters, like against flesh." Mm, yeah. It's like that's a work of art. You know what I mean? Like, like think about it. Like it's something that you can't even put into words. Do you know what I mean? Like, like I mean, I'm sure someone who was a design major or something could do that, but. To, to just something so simple it's about it's about like most of the leg is covered you know but there's a sheer part and there's a part that's you know there's a little bit of flesh but then there's this there's this this simple sort of uh uh sort of felt strut that goes up the up the middle of like leading the eye i mean it's 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 brilliant really mm. these are the sorts of design things that you know uh that people don't give any credit to but like because i mean it's you know it seems crass or whatever but like that's you know, eroticism is a is a, is a genuine. It's not just an art; it's a craft. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like it's a real craft. Like because you could just put it all on display. Well, even seeing her nipples under the bra shouldn't be looking. Was hot. Yes, it was hot. Um, and I wondered if they used a double. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Don't they looked. They, would... they looked very full. Mm. I don't know. And you know, sometimes you know, <laughs> I, but I like to think. I like to think that they're hers. And I think maybe that's the point. Yeah. We, we, you know what we need to consult? We need to consult the um, oh, nudeography. Oh, yes, we do. The nudeography. Oh, okay, hold on. Just what? Cut, cut, cut this out. Cut this bit out. Let me just find what? it. Okay, all right. I've me... never heard of this. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> there is a website that you can consult to, to find out all the different movies are certain. If you're into, oh. a cer- into a certain actress and you want to know all the roles she's been in, that's nude. But it also makes a list of if they're stunt boobs or not, if they're the real deal or not. Isn't this a thing off the 40, um, Knocked Up? Don't they say that they're making that website? 
Uh-huh. Does that really exist? Yeah. So, look, I really, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm looking at them right now. <laughs> I'm looking at these pictures. And right I'm now. searching. So, so just, go to, just go to thefappeningblog.com. <laughs> Say that again. Thefappeningblog.com. Oh. Uh, and if you Andrew Barrymore, it's got everything here. So, oh, wow. What is this? Some movie called. The Evil Within, you see her big bosoms there. She's a, she's a bit older than that. Um, there's lots of photo shoots here. Oh, there's some punishing photo of her at the beach from like 2016. Trump obviously hit her hard that year. Showing <laughs> uh, her, oh, my God, I forgot about this. Oh, I forgot about the poise on the side, 1984. She flashes her boobs. Oh, my God. This is too much. <laughs> oh, my God. So that 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 was there. They're amazing. She's had to, in her time by the listener, dear listener, <laughs> dear listener, uh, Drew Barrymore over time has had spectacular bosom. Okay. Mm. <laughs> I just needed to let you know. And then unfortunately, one of the most recent pictures is of her from 2021 uh, with like a baggy, baggy sweats on. And she's got um, a felt mask over her face and no makeup. So she looks... It's, it's again, she's sort of gone for the, I don't know. For, I, I think it's probably a Stephen Colbert centerfold. It'd be what I, <laughs> what I would call this look, um, you know. Didn't you call her mumsy last week? Oh, come on. <laughs> she is proper mumsy now. And, no, she's really leaning in. Yeah. Really. And look, nothing wrong with being a, a mum. I'm just saying, you know, in the context of that conversation, do we need, do we need it in James Bond? No. No. AJ, <laughs> no, we don't. No, okay. We don't. So imagine if they did Poison Ivy the reboot and it'd be like, you know, to get her now. And that's what people they would do. And well, they say, put um, Sarah in that role. <laughs> that would yes. be the reboot now. <laughs> well, oh you know God. what? I, I know this is getting into reviews, but that's what Ebert wanted. What? He wanted the roles reversed. When? Oh, but this was a contemporary review. No, this is of no, the, at time. the time. That's what I mean. At the time, yeah. So wow. he, he's saying that. Um, I mean, we'll get into this a little bit later, but he was saying that um, he he thinks that Barrymore isn't isn't uh, believable at all as Ivy, and no. that um, and, and Sarah Gilbert is. Well, he was saying that she was a much better actor. He reckons. So. Oh God, Can't, you know, shut up, Ebert. So <laughs> that's ridiculous. So anyway, um, yeah, let's get into this topic quickly. Knock it off. Uh, I don't want to spend too much time on it. But anyway, so I just this occurred to me because we were talking about this this type of movie, the sexually precocious female. You know, what happened? Like, you know what I mean? Like, the, the, this idea has been around for let's just say uh, more than a few years. You know, songs, books, movies, and look. Bang out of order, the idea, some of the stuff's artistic, sure. But ultimately, it's indefensible on moral grounds, right? So here, here's how it goes. Oh, I read Lolita. And then they say, <laughs> why did you read that? And then conversation over. <laughs> you know, what, what are you going to say? No, nothing good, <laughs> you know? I'm not going to say anything good. So, you know, I just want to introduce, introduce this idea of transgressive art. So is a definition here for you. So transgressive art is art that aims to outrage will violate basic morals or and sensibilities. So, you know, why? Why would you want to do that? You know, these are the people who would constantly ask me why. When you say, oh, I, 
you know, I, I watched, um, you know, Mulholland Drive and they're like, why, why? And you go, well, you know, to explore our fears and the dark side of human experience. And in some cases, you know, the day-to-day realities of, of a lot of people. So anyway, let's just say the unsayable. We might as well. That's what we try and do on this. On, on, on this. I've got a couple of unsayable things. I could, I could test you guys and say, if this movie had a couple of unsayable things, what, what do you think? I've got three that, that, that I could suggest. Do, do, do you think you could give me one unsayable thing that they're trying to say, that the filmmakers are trying to say behind this, this story? Uh, women's power is their sexuality. Great. That's number three. So, uh, so I've said that women have sexual power over powerful men. And in some cases, it looks like an unfair fight for the men. Uh, got two more. And uh, I don't know. You want to give it another go? Or I can give it to you. Come on, come on tell me. Okay. All right. Well, number one, men are attracted to young women. Okay. So what does Matthew McConaughey say? He says, that's, why I lo- that's what I love about these high school girls, man. <laughs> I keep getting older and they stay the same age. All right. That's what he said. Barely legal, jail bait. These are the terms, okay? Just check out, uh, 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 what is it? Oops, I did it again. Uh, no, the other one. Baby, one more time. The mm-hmm. first one. Yeah. Uh, check it out. Uh, I saw it the other day and, um, yeah, had a good time. So number two, <laughs> number two, uh, here's the other unsayable thing. Some women, or we'll just, oh. say, we'll just say women, have sexual fantasies and desires involving older men and or father figures daddy mm. there you go so <laughs> so uh, well, i think these are the unsayable things and and you know and and if you were forced to say them uh plainly then you know you just have to accept the consequences you know because it, it is what it is but why are we why are we fucking dancing around it this is why we're, all of us are watching this this movie mm. You know, and yeah. and it's no, it's all very knowing, and it's a piece of art. It's 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 not uh, as we've established. It's not pornography. It's not uh, you know, and and all the actors and actresses are of of legal age, so it's not. Uh, there's nothing illegal going on. I mean, in fact, this is actually quite tasteful. There, were, it's actually a little too ambiguous. There's some times where I'm just going, "All right, what's what's going on down there?" You know. <laughs> so anyway, those are the unsayable things. But I just thought, well, you know, uh, if we've all agreed that that this is terrible and wrong and awful, like ultimately, I mean, what are the rules here? You know, because we're going to have to say if we we're going to get it straight. You know, so if the rule is like you can never, you know, we have to abide by you know, the laws of any particular land on screen, uh, like, uh, you know, it could be going into all of this detail about age of consent and, and, and whatnot. Um, you know, and actually that gets a bit problematic as well, because, you know, when you look at uh, different countries, it's rather alarming. You know, you've got, you've got um, people who want to get the show on the road, um, you know, uh, yeah, at, at thirteen in Nigeria, uh, or, or, or and then you've got, uh, and then you've got in Cameroon people. Nigeria. Uh, well, and then in, uh, but well, North Korea, they're a bit more respectable at fifteen. You know, Brazil, fourteen. Wow. They're, they're, you know, they're up for whatever. Uh, China, um, males fourteen, females no no eighteen. Oh, so really? Get it? So you need to wait. But if you're a male, you can get it on. Woo! US, 16 to 18. Uh, Cameroon, they want you to put it off. 21. Okay. You need to wait. You need to wait and wait and wait. Australia, 16 or 17 is is, is when you can get 
it happening. So I don't want to get too much into this. Obviously, a very awkward, uh, awkward uh, subject. I only bring that up as to say, you know, we just have to get the rules right. So you know, because if the rule is, you know. Uh, whatever it is in 2022 in the West or in the US or in wherever, does that, what do we do? Like about, I mean, you just got to choose, right? We got to choose the the location and, you know, just to, just so we're all clear. And then we need to, we need to say goodbye, say goodbye to everything else. We need to say goodbye to Lolita, the book and the films and whatever. So Kubrick, that film's gone. Spring Breakers, that's gone. Kids is gone. Leon, the professional, that's gone. Manhattan and all of Woody's work, I guess, is gone for other reasons that, you know, people want. Sam Cooke's song, uh, Only 16, uh, that's gone. Uh, and uh, the police don't stand close. I've got some lyrics for you here. Uh, this is for you, AJ. Okay. This is, a, this, is a, this is what they called a love song back in the day, okay? <laughs> she was only 16, only 16, woo. I loved her so, woo. But she was too young to fall in love. 16, 16, that's the backup, guys, okay? <laughs> they're just saying, they're just saying it. They're going 16, 16. They're, going, they're just saying, don't, how old is she? Don't forget it. Uh, and, and, I was, and he says, here's the line. I was too young to know, okay? But he was probably older than her. So we laugh, we'd sing 16 and do the little things that made my oh. heart, that made my heart glow. <laughs> but she was too young to fall in love and I was too young to know. But, you know, but say that to the judge, I say. And what about this one? <laughs> <laughs> what about this one, AJ? Uh, this is the police. Young teacher, the subject oh, yeah. of schoolgirl fantasy. She wants him so badly, knows what she wants to be. Inside him, there's longing. This girl's an open page. Bookmarking. <laughs> she's so close now. This girl is half his age. Don't stand. Don't stand so close to me. Uh, her friend's. <laughs> Sounds like sounds like Grace Tame's memoirs. <laughs> Holy cow! You know how bad girls get. Sometimes it's not so easy to be the teacher's pet. Okay. Uh, so all I'm saying, great song. Sorry, that is a great song. Do you know what else is a great song? Come said the boy. Oh, there you go. That's another sexy Aussie song. One, yeah, isn't it? That's a great song. So you know, I'm just saying when they get the rules straight. I'm happy to follow them, and if as long as we all agree, I'm up. I'm up for it. Well, Pornhub's not following those rules. <laughs> oh. mm. No, no, no. So anyway, awkward stuff, I know, but uh, food for thought, nevertheless. <laughs> Definitely. So what? What are we saying? We're saying that that society no longer can uh, recognise that that women have this sort of power over men. That, that, that men have to uh, are somehow exploitative all the time. It depends. So the say, the sayable thing, the thing, because you could never say, I mean, Douglas Murray talked about it in his book. He talks about and it was really great, like for him just to say it, like he said in some, there's some occasions where women have a sexual power over powerful men. So, you know, you'll get a man who's like, this is how guys like Elon Musk, who like own the entire world and have, you know, just entire empires and they just get totally undone by, by, by a piece, mm. you know, and that's that, I mean, that is just will happen until the sun blots out. So, uh, but the sayable things, it's more, you could say at any meeting anywhere in the world, men are, men are all, all sexual predators. Yes. Even your dad, you know what I mean? Mm. Uh, you could say that. Yeah, anywhere. They're about right. Yeah, well, they could. You could say that anywhere, and uh, and I go, okay, that's that's true. But you know, I think there's a lot of women also that are well aware of um, 
what they're up to. But bringing it back to the movie, that's another reason why it wasn't believable. Well, yeah. (laughs) Because she was hot, but she wasn't. She wasn't Glenn Close. She didn't have that thing that makes you no. want to that makes you want to throw it all away. Yeah, you know, like yeah, yeah something's missing. Mm. So to pivot in a totally different direction, please do. does does Tom Skerritt, which is who plays Cooper's dad, does he really wear a toupee in real life? Oh, uh, if he doesn't, there's a scene. So there's a scene when uh, Ivy catches him in the middle of the night. And he's in a, he's in his humiliating uh, sort of dressing gown. And he's got uh, what looks to be fuzzy, like I wear a piece, a hairpiece mm. hair. Oh. Now, there's no fucking way he could be wearing a piece. But then again, there's some big people that do wear pieces. Whoa. Phenomenal. I uh... can explain. <laughs> I like fuzzy things like peaches and kiwis and hostess snowballs. I like you like I think it makes you look more like a person. You know, when I first met you, I thought I was going to be intimidated by you. Never met anybody on TV before. But now, you're more real. See? Well, you know, if if I went bald, which I'm not in danger of doing, by the way, some people refer to my hair as presidential, so there's no danger of going bald anytime (laughs) soon. So... If I went bald, I would totally get a rug. I would do it. But would you get really? it? Would you do it like your hair or would you do Elton style? Like get just oh. not really feathery. Right. <laughs> Red well, I haven't thought that far ahead, but but I've thought this ever since the Seinfeld episode where George gets a toupee. He looks so much better. He does. <laughs> but what about when Jerry's hair gets wet in the later mm. episodes and you see what's going on with him? Mm. It's troubling. Have you yeah. ever had short hair? Short, short hair, like a buzz cut. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've shaved my head a few times. Have you got a good head under there? Oh. Katie says so, I've got a, an okay head. I don't know about. Uh, uh, what about you, Ricky? Or you? I don't know. I I don't think my wife appreciates a a bald head. Yeah, right. But yeah, but like it depends on the shape. Yeah, that's some true. Some people have a terrible shape. Some mm. people can't go bald. Others wear it well. Yeah, look Bruce Willis wears well. Yeah, yeah. He does, he does if he was well. wearing a piece, he'd look ridiculous. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, John Travolta. But you know, I just mentioned. Well, yeah. yeah, I just mentioned Elon Musk. Um, have you seen old pictures of him? Terrible. No. He Terrible. used to have. He used to have um full full balding. Mm. Oh, not anymore. The hair. Well, no, the hair he's got now is is um is plugs. I think. Yeah. Right. Or he's- a tattoo, or plugs. Of whatever, like mm. what do you mean, like the Michael Jackson tattoo, the hair tattoo? <laughs> yeah, he had. hair tattoos. Hair tattoo. Explain this yeah. to me. I'll send you photos. Okay, Michael, the side of Michael Jackson's <laughs> head after the Pepsi commercial, he got like hair. Oh hair yes, tattoo. yes, I remember. He got he got uh, burnt. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not yeah. get too much into MJ. So, uh, <laughs> all right. Well, that's a good. That is a good lead into tonight's Keeper or Creeper. The very slim pickings tonight. Only two bits of business to go into. Uh, the first sort of business, let's go with Tom Skerritt as Daryl Cooper, five foot nine, up until recently Ooh. popular, but it's, it's quite tall. So he's quite tall. And he does have a, a I would say, uh, elegant sort of look in a way. Um, classic. Yeah, classic. Mm. You know, popular television pundit. Um, look, he's got bank. All right. So, mm. I mean, his house looks like an actual castle. Oh. And the views, 
Forget about it. <laughs> All right. Used to die for. Used to die for. Recently widowed. So you can slip on in there. Now, I won't say he's never looked at another woman <laughs> or a teen girl for that matter. But come on. I mean, I think he put up quite a fight. I mean, okay. Okay. He's porking a high schooler. All right. Now, what, what I can say is that he's a high value man. Uh, but more worrying though, and we've covered this, I think he wears a rug. <laughs> so that's that's uh, Daryl Cooper, Keeper or Creeper. Does a womb broom do it for you, AJ? <laughs> I was waiting for I it. I didn't mention the mustache, <laughs> but he has rocked forever, by the way. Delicious. It is so, delicious. All right. But at the same time, I don't know if I want him going down on someone else while he's next to me, while I'm asleep. <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know whether that's, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it shows that he's passionate, I guess. That's but, true, but. But I'm not. I don't <laughs> bit rough. Know. Yeah, but then again, if you're, if you're busting his balls and you're, you know, you're dying and. <laughs> don't you want him to be happy? Or, you know. <laughs> Probably not with a 15-year-old, but yeah. Oh, now we're getting into the technicalities <laughs> of it all. Anyway, keep it yeah, up. So you're sure you're 21 now? 22. And how old's your friend? 30. 30. God damn, you ladies look fine. Can we change the music? No. It helps me concentrate. Let him concentrate, Ivy. Yeah, because you're next, honey. No, thank you. Oh, come on. How about a little penis? It says down the shaft, plan ahead. <laughs> Why does the penis have to be so little? It's one of my hottest sellers. Usually the ladies like them between their breasts. You sure that's sterile? You bet. Okay, Charlie. Now, I actually don't know if this is the guy's name. I had to do a bit of detective work. I had to watch the credits and, like, you know, because it's in order of appearance. <laughs> I had to work backwards. This is Charlie Haywood. Is I'm assuming Tiny, the tattoo guy. Presumably, that's the tattoo guy. I don't think mm. there's another one called. Anyway, we'll just say that that's the tattoo guy. So, look, this guy, skilled tattoo artist. Now, none of this Miami ink shit either. Like real dirty tats. <laughs> yeah. Tribal stuff. Barbed wire. He's doing, he's, he's doing all of that. So if that's your jam, here's your guy. Uh, they'll probably age really quickly too and get that sort of dirty green look about them. Mm, anyway. Prison tats. Yes. He's always thinking about you. And if you, know, you need your tats sterilized, he'll spit some hard liquor out uh, from his mouth <laughs> onto your tat. Uh, okay. Uh, so, but anyway, look, uh, he seems like a fun guy. Um, super confident as well. Like, <laughs> yeah. Do you like confidence? Because I do. Well, he's got it. It's one of those guys who's got massive tickets on himself. And he does. You're not quite sure. Like, you know, there's a couple of little things. So um, he tells us a, a anecdote, well, just sort of a little joke to, to Ivy. He says uh, of a tat she should get. He goes, how about a little penis? It says, says down the shaft, plan ahead. <laughs> <laughs> and she says, she says, uh, why does the penis have to be so little? Which I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, get it. I don't know. I don't know if she knows what she's saying in that scene. 
Apparently, it's a very popular tattoo. A lot of chicks are getting it. So this is, yes, that's true. That is true. So a um, couple of other things in that scene, since we're talking about it, uh, there's a nice little line from Sarah Gilbert. She turns around and says, you know, Ivy doesn't have enough money to pay for the tat. And she says, why don't you just suck his dick? Maybe we'll give you a good deal. And then we, <laughs> and then we see his face and he says with his face, I'm yes. up for it. Yeah. His face yeah. lights up. Please. And he knows that they're not as old as they say they are. So That's he's right. so I don't know. I don't know what he said. As I said, he seems fun. Okay. And uh there's a nice little line at the end too when the girls are hugging and it seems like they're gonna kiss and he comes between them and says, That's beautiful. And like kisses them and Aww. they're grossed out by him. So anyway, yeah. I think he was just saying what we're all thinking. So anyway, uh that's um the tattoo guy. I mean, do you have any comments about what I've told you so far? Or well, they're saying what I'm thinking, creeper. Sleep <laughs> 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 down. Sleep down. Moving on. Uh, All right. What do we got? Reviews? Trivia? Uh, which one do you want first? Trivia. Okay, trivia. So, uh, base. So this this film is based on an experience that uh, producer Melissa Goddard had when she was younger. She had a friend stay with her and her family, and eventually the friend seduced uh, her stepfather. Just like I, I fucking knew it. I fucking knew it. They, they've all got a friend like this. Yeah. Or I do. <laughs> <laughs> or you've got a friend like this. So, as we mentioned earlier, it spawned three sequels uh, Poison Not enough. Really. Poison Ivy, The New Seduction, and I'm actually quite intrigued by Poison Ivy, The Secret Society. Well, that's a really good idea. That's clever. And you know it'll be it'll be terribly uh, rendered, but it's actually, that's that's it's proper because it's a dangerous idea and you could actually have, yeah, a, a group of, of essentially, you know, bump them up to fucking 17. Just get out of the, get out of the full danger. I don't know. Mm. You know what I mean? Like get them, get them, set it somewhere and get them up out of that. Uh, but have it be jailbaity enough that you know everyone gets their weird chubbies, mm-hmm. and uh, and then that is actually like they could actually. That's almost like Damien the Omen Part Three, like you know, the final where he wants to become president or something. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. something bringing down big men. Yeah, you know, mm. love it. Uh, Leo Leonardo DiCaprio apparently had a brief cameo in this film as a student. Um, oh. And it's his only film where he does not have a speaking role. Now I haven't had time to go back and look for him, but I don't imagine is he one of the guys on the rope swing or? I guess. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't spot him. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it was shot in thirty-five days. Yeah, it's not surprising. <laughs> yeah, it's quick. Well, she comes from a Roger Corman school of filmmaking, so uh, like he was one of her. Uh, mentors and she made films for him and and so one of her skills definitely would have been uh bringing in uh you know on time and under budget and and um getting bang for your buck yeah did she do much after this yeah yeah she's got she's done a bunch she got a real real career you know like where it's just you know like she'd like uh, carry part two and you know did some nancy drew show last year like yeah right you know, so lots of different, lots of different stuff. Um, uh, she did that, some of the some of the Roger Corman stuff she did looks interesting. So, um, she did this one called. Uh, apparently, it's not as sexy as as it as the name, but it's called Strip to Kill, and it's like a woman, an erotic thriller where a woman goes undercover uh, as a stripper to to oh. investigate serial killings. What a wicked, what a wicked setup! It sounds like such a cool idea. 
Yeah, well, I think that's Roger Coleman's the king of that shit. So mm. anyway. All right, on with some reviews. Uh, the film actually debuted at uh, Sundance Film Festival, where according to the New York Times, viewers were either enraptured or insulted. <laughs> so, Well, that um, is good, though. That is good. Like, you know. I mean, we love Crash. This isn't Crash, but no, but that reaction's the best kind. Mm. Where everyone's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, "I want you to die," and the other and half the other people are like, "It's a masterpiece." <laughs> yeah. uh, at the Seattle International Festival of Women Directors, it was perceived to be politically incorrect. Uh, well, this was the original era of that. Mm. Mm. This was ma- uh, like I don't know what to call it, the first wave, you know, like of yeah. Of, PC. Mm. Well, Roger Ebert gave it a 2.5 out of 4. And uh, he says the general thrust of the story is clear enough. Ivy will seduce dad, replace mum, and drive poor Cooper mad by framing her for crimes she didn't commit. Many of her schemes involve an almost willfully blindness on the part of her victims, who must be fairly stupid not to see through her. Why do they let her stay in the house anyway? In casting a movie like this, it's customary for the best role to go to the more important star, but that's not always uh, a service to the actor or the movie. Watching Poison Ivy, I began imagining Sarah Sarah Gilbert as Ivy and Drew Barrymore as Cooper. I think the film would have worked a lot better that way. Gilbert has a dark undertone that Barrymore lacks, and Barrymore has a sort of feckless innocence that would have played well. As it is, we get a movie that never really convinces us of anything but a lurid wind-up machine with lots of rainy nights and lightning flashes, split-second double crosses and hysterical upheavals. I mentioned Hitchcock earlier, and it's true that many of the props from his film are here, physical, musical and emotional. But the filmmakers didn't learn one of his most basic lessons. Hitchcock liked types, uh, typecasting. He said, because if an actor was right for a role, that made less work for the director in getting the audience to accept the character. Here, the casting is so wrong that nothing quite works. I'll pay it this week. But that whole swapping. Yeah, terrible. The, the two act uh, that just, he's, he's crazy. What is, he, what is he talking about? Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say. And no, I, I, I just think that it's he's reaching there, and just had to get the get the article in because it's you know. Well, I he mean, could have he could have said that Barrymore was not quite up to the task. He didn't mm. have to fucking say swap him around. Like, yeah, I guess we know more than him about her. I guess so. Maybe he thought that Sarah Gilbert was like you know not given enough to do or something. But yeah, I mean, it, it, she's not good. She's not good. She's yeah, she's wooden. And uh, she's one of those careers where you just go, apart from Roseanne, you just go, why are you on the talk? <laughs> is this a show? Is this like a show? Yeah, she's on the other version of The View. Oh, wow. Oh. Or she I, was. I had this idea. Um, now, I can only imagine what it's like. Now, uh, because in this movie, she's like the the outsider and she's talking about, you know, she's sort of you know, wearing baggy clothes and she's probably a lesbian, let's face it. Yeah. And the rest of it. And then she's like, you know, shunned by her conservative parents or whatever. And now it's just, it's just a tough to take. Cause I just know, cause after that stuff with Roseanne, like they're all kicking her out cause she had her Ambien meltdown mm. and like, you know, I just, you know, I just see Sarah Gilbert and I see this sort of dripping smugness, this democratic party smugness of like, you know, just like, just like Whoopi now, you know, that kind of like, yeah. you know, and next thing, next stage of that, of that is when you say, Hey, you know what? You know what? And everyone goes like, what? And you go, 
you know, I care about people the most. And everyone's like, yeah, cool. And you say, yeah, yeah. And like, you know, um, I'll march for people's rights and the rest of it. And they go, yeah, cool. And you go, yeah, and defund the police. Yeah, great. And then they go, yeah, you know what? What? Um, the Holocaust was a bit of a beat up. <laughs> wasn't it wasn't it and everyone goes wait what <laughs> and that'll be the end of it mm. yeah i've actually seen her in a thing recently it's a it's a tv show american show um and it's called atypical about uh a guy going to high school and then then to college who's got uh who's got autism mm. and it's actually quite it's actually quite good but she plays like his one of his lecturers at university and she's just awful <laughs> it's just so really scathing. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. So it's actually a, a, a fairly good show. I'd I'd recommend it. But there you go. I think it's probably isn't it like if you if 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 it's about autism, aren't you essentially? Isn't it like the Reebok pumps of twenty twenty two? What do you mean? To like, isn't it? So you sort of like postmarking it aren't you so it's like you're sort of like time stamping it if it's about autism you're saying right because we can't like that's it's possibly the most 2020 yeah what's on right now in the world like once we've all you know come to terms with it mm. eventually and we'll look back and it'll be like anything else you'll go like those there's, there's films in the there's a film, great film in the 50s it's called bigger than life and it's like a whole film about a guy who who takes um james mason and he's given this medication to deal with whatever and it's like a nervous breakdown or some shit. And it's like, uh, what's the, it's a kind of st that steroid that they give you a uh, very standard sort of medication. And he like goes crazy, but it's a, it's a great film, very, very beautiful and everything. But at the same time, the fact that it's about something so pedestrian mm. and so of the minute it's, it sort of makes it a bit embarrassing. Yeah. So you think it's going to be like, uh, guess who's coming to dinner? That sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, probably. I, yeah. I, I don't like that movie. So moving on. <laughs> uh, me too, Meter. Let's knock this out of the park, shall we? So stay with me here. All right. Honey for sale. Delicious gooey, sticky and warm, golden hued liquid oh, made. <laughs> golden hued liquid made, made, made by angels. Don't you just want to take this honey and drizzle it all over your body? Well, well, I'm Chris Hansen. And there ain't no honey here, <laughs> and your life is over. If this was, if this was, uh, if this indeed, you know, I'll tell you what. If this honey was one year older, then you could gorge to your heart's content. But alas, it's not. <laughs> so you're done. And as we know, AJ, even if a 17-year-old girl makes, or however old Ricky's claiming she is from a trailer, <laughs> I don't know what he wanted to see, but I am saying something. <laughs> Uh, even if a 17-year-old girl makes it her full-time career to seduce you, you are not allowed to spill a drop, okay? <laughs> you just have to sit there while she flashes her panties, pouts, sucks your finger, tricks your daughter, drugs your wife, lures your dog, crashes your car, and rubs your package with her foot. <laughs> okay? You need to let all those things happen, and if you don't, <laughs> then to a supermax prison go you. Okay. All right. Just as then now, this is a little asterisk here. I don't know what to say about this. This just stuck out to me. Incest is best. Sylvie, <laughs> Sylvie kisses her mother on the lips before she realizes that uh, Ivy slipping her the tongue. That's true. And I'm like, I'm just asking the question: Is this thing, or am I? I mean, I never. <laughs> no. I don't. Uh... Anyway. 
Uh, I was happy for slipping the tongue. It's just that the before stuff, I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> I know you wanted to get to the tongue bit, but maybe you should have rethought the fact that we have to buy that she's fully <laughs> kissing her mother on the lips. <laughs> now, I know there's some people who rock the lip kiss. They're like, oh, I don't like the lip kiss. Beautiful baby boy. It is a bit much sometimes. Mm. All right. Okay. My final point tonight. Now, you guys might have actually some things to add, perhaps some specific things. I mean, look, we've already talked about Mr. Tattoo, man. Okay. But I feel like he's, uh, you know, we're, we're not being sold to Tattoo Man as as a viable, uh, I don't know, that he's good. He's a terrible no. human being. Okay. Okay. What about this? Uh, slut shame. Okay. A couple of lines for you here. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, you look like a slut. Mm. quote okay next quote i think you look i think you look like a scangy hoe here's another one i never knew anyone that looked that much like a slut okay the writing was incredible (laughs) yes i mean you know it's not billy wilder but uh (laughs) what i will say look forget the predation of daryl okay well by daryl rather this is the real crime okay these women are shaming each other for not having endless sex with multiple partners. And as we all know, this is the gateway to happiness, okay? And business success, really, you know, because sex mm. work is real work, AJ, all right? Start your OnlyFans tonight is what I oh, suggest to you, okay? I've already the, talked about the dancing. It's not going to happen. Okay, well, <laughs> yes. That, that, okay, well, you can do something more niche perhaps. But I'm saying the worst thing you can do is imply that a woman in your life is behaving sexually irresponsibly. I mean, who's to say? I mean, you, me, I don't know. Maybe women like meaningless sexual encounters with no emotion. Don't don't slut shame. Do a slut walk. Have sex with everyone all the time. Take back the word slut is what I'm saying, Ricky, all right? Maybe the real sluts are the people who date a few people, don't make a big song and dance about it, have a bit of sex, but are generally pretty selective and cautious and then end up marrying a nice guy and having kids. Maybe, maybe, maybe they're the sluts. Maybe they're mm, the sluts. Disgusting. And we're, that then we're not we're not them, is what I'm saying, AJ. Okay, so watch yourself. <laughs> right. That's the me two meter. Uh, you have the charges. Um, you know this was lauded at Khan though, so or Sundance rather. So you know, mm. in in an age of political correctness, so uh, people, if they were gunning for it, I think um, I think what softens it is that it's a female director perhaps, mm. and a female writer. Uh, so they generally get softballed uh, in these matters. So what do we say? It's uh, not as high as last week's Live and Let Die, which was, what did we give that, seven, eight? Mm. Yeah, it was high. Yeah, well, I, I'm thinking maybe a, a five or a six. Mm. Mm. I'm, I'm grossed out with the, the kissing now. That's good, correct. <laughs> the lip kissing. That's correct. <laughs> because... I'm saying eight. <laughs> The incest taboo has been around for a long time, so it's okay that you are not into that. Okay, mm. so I don't know. I don't know what to think. I mean, like this is this is ultimately, yeah. I mean, Ivy's punished for what she did, and I don't know. It's like doesn't like Tom Scarrett doesn't look like he's having a good time. So it's not no. selling. It's not selling it to me. It's not saying go out and do this. It's really great. Like he seems a bit, you know. I don't know. He's bummed out. Mm. So yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I think it's probably a six, maybe. Like it's not. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't feel because it, yeah, I 
I want it to be way more transgressive and I want, yeah, I mm. want her to get mm. away with it. And I want yeah. like all that stuff. And I want it to be like, like that scene that you, we talked about earlier with the, um, them essentially having sex or canoodling whatever with the, with the wife in the dying wife Mm. on the bed. That's, that's Mm. art. That's real art, transgressive art. And we need more of that. And, you know, maybe if there's a bit more then um, yeah, I'd jump on in, but uh, it is what it is. Mm. I I got a final couple of quotes here for you. Uh, Fuck you with a limp dick. (laughs) I had that written down. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I'm going to break it to you real slow. Your dad's an asshole. (laughs) Sounds pretty good. And uh, come on, what's more important, death or friendship? I had that ring down too. <laughs> oh, the writing was terrible. Yeah, not good. They, well, some of it just comes across as sort of the yeah, I don't know, like a like a a young girl's diary. Mm, mm, yes, you know? like it's yes. got that sort of I'm Ophelia and everything is. I'm going to go lay down in the lilies and and while everyone's running around worrying about me, you know. Mm. Anyway, I had a good time. So uh, <laughs> that's Poison Ivy. Uh, we've got you guys have got some great uh, suggestions for, for what's coming up. So, uh, well, I am delighted by this 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 next film uh, that we're going to cover next week. I saw this at the movies. Uh, this is we're going to do next week. We're going to do Nuns on the Run. Yes. <laughs> yes. We're do Nuns on the Run. I love this movie. This is very exciting. Like you know, I, I would like to show this movie i haven't seen it in years but i feel like i want to project it on i don't know in brooklyn on on a big building or in portland you know just like just anywhere that needs it you know like the bat signal (laughs) (laughs) uh well we said what we said aj yeah it was a good week uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, well, until next week, long live the new flesh. Long live the new flesh. Don't you just want to take this honey and drizzle it all over your body? Well, well, there's something you need to know, and that is I'm Chris Hansen. And this is an investigation called Hanson versus Predator.